The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Kev, I'm not sure whether you had a chance to listen, but um, our programme, You and Me, Me and You, wasn't that a TV programme once? You, you and me, me and you, lots and lots for us to do. No, you to do, us to do. You to do, me to do, I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, the, pro- the, pro- the programme we, we recorded, what we did, uh, went out, uh, uh, would it be a couple of weeks ago, a couple of... <laughs> don't know where are we kev in the world but that oh, one no, and people said we we sounded like we bonded you know the one i i did on um on the photo walk where i yeah. don't you've probably forgotten how you slept since then but uh, no i probably haven't actually <laughs> that's, that's true yeah no i recall the photo walk podcast yeah yes. i've thought for one moment we were going to be we were going to sort of be stapled into a into the coffee shop because your your leg and i can't <laughs> tell you the amount of people that have said is kev's leg okay <laughs> it's so, a lot better now thank yeah, you could you put people at rest is your knee okay yes it's a lot better i am back on the judo mat although i'm not training oh, very hard Kev, you shouldn't be doing that if i didn't do that there'd be no point in doing much else <laughs> the fuji cast welcome to the fuji cast kev with his uh, good knee and uh i've got a slight tan kev although it's it's fading from my time in in the Gambia, it's it's awful already. But uh, welcome to. You told uh, me the weather was awful. Well, uh, no, it wasn't awful. It was it was okay. It was a, a sort of in in the city. There was a light smog. You see, Kev, which saw there was a scrim. It was like it was like God's scrim, which gave us great light. Having said that, but anyway, uh, back from Africa, uh, back from his um, fr- from his knee recuperation. It's me and Kev on the Fujicast. You and your questions that you sent in to click at fujicast.co.uk and also through the uh, the Facebook page. How do we do that, Kev? Uh, top of the Facebook group, Fujicast Facebook group, is a pin thread called Questions for the Show 2024. I think we've been doing okay as well. We've... Yeah, we've got quite a few questions there, yeah. and, and there's been a whole load of email questions come in, I've seen. I've slid them across. I did what, uh, a couple of weeks ago, do you remember, I don't know whether it was on the programme, sometimes I forget, Kev, where, where our conversations, whether they're on various podcasts, <laughs> or um, it's something we've had privately. So, But I do remember you saying to me that you've managed to absolutely clear your inbox. I had. Yeah. I had to be in the operative words. <laughs> oh, well, I in a, in a hashtag be like Kev way... I made it my mission this week. There are four that I can't clear because they're sort of long-term projects. But I think I'm down to three, actually. And I, I, I'm I, almost there, Kev. Almost, good. Yeah. It feels it's good. It's very cathartic. Oh, it feels really good. Yeah. It does feel really good. I, and my, do you know what my advice for those four remaining emails are? Go on, then. Put them somewhere else. My, but if you, if you absolutely <laughs> have to be able to eyeball them... Well, I can't. Have a, I have a little bit of text on my desktop wallpaper. Right. That are my kind of ongoing primary concerns. Right. Then I slide those emails away into their relevant folder. But I can always see when I turn on my computer, when I look at my desktop wallpaper, it says, this must be done. Oh, how does that work? Is that a particular app or is it just, I don't know, Word? Uh, no. On, I don't know how you would do it on a Mac. Well, it's a good but idea. I, I, just... I don't even know how to turn a Mac on, let alone oh, explain it something like that to you. Stop it, Kev. Well, how, how do, have you done it on a on a Windows machine? There's, um, there's, there's software you can use. Um, on Windows, there's one called BG Info. But you can also do it. You can just add the text to your desktop wallpaper, oh, which a lot of people okay. would do. Very yeah, simple. Yeah. I use BG Info for those of you that are Windows users and fancy this idea. I use BG Info. Right. Because you can add all kinds of text and you can add parameters like how much memory you've got left and all that kind of stuff. And then it will appear on 
your laptop, your main computer, all of that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter what wallpaper you have. But you most mean? people would just add, add the text to their wallpaper. What do you mean how much memory you've got left? You know, like um, hard disk space and you know, all kinds of various parameters. Right. I don't bother with any of that. I just have my little power message and my what's what I've got to do now next. Right. Let's start with questions. Um, who's going to go first? I'm hoping you're going to say you because I've, I'm still finding the folder. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Go on. Um, well, in time on a tradition, I'll start with the most recent one in the Facebook group, which is David Jennings. Mm. And he says, on the 40 megapixel sensors, when using a smaller image size in camera, aside from file size, is there any benefits to noise or low light performance? Does this take longer to process in camera and limit, and in brackets, or maybe improve your burst buffer speeds? Mm. My uneducated answer to that is, um, yeah, well, it's burst speed, I think, is quick. So, for example, on the X-T5, X-H2s and all of those and X-T4s and all of that kind of stuff, there's uh, like you have a sports sports mode, sports finder mode, which is the images are cropped, but they you can then use the electronic shutter at a much faster speed. So the buffer is um, is filling up quicker. So yeah. that's my, I think, image quality, no. I don't think there's any change to image quality, performance, noise, any of that kind of stuff, um, just smaller. So obviously you wouldn't be able to crop in quite as tight and see the same image quality. Are we talking about when you get that, I mean, that enormous shutter speed of one, I would get this wrong, Kev. Wait for me to struggle with this one. This is my version of your audience reception. One, one, uh, one, one, eight hundredth of it. I've got it. One, one, eight, one, eight hundredth of a second. Mm, no, no, I wouldn't say so. It's the frames per second that it will it affect. Oh, I thought you meant that the shutter speed as well adds uh, a further yeah, complication. Yeah, so the frames it. per second, right, in, I, right, I, I, right, I don't right, have right, the, right. the figures in front of me, but the like sports finder mode, you can shoot at much faster burst rate, mm. frames per second, but it crops. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Mm. Um, did we answer all the questions there? Did we? Yeah. Yeah, there was only one. Really. On, on, Andre Liddell. Hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. Another email from Bergen in Norway. Didn't you do a wedding in Bergen or near to Bergen? No, I've never. Uh, I'm, I think I might have flown into Bergen. I think you one. did. No, yeah. that was Trondheim. I flew into Trondheim. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, that's uh, probably the reason why I'm sort of linking things together here. I know a guy called Trond in Norway, and uh, <laughs> he lives in Bergen. So that that's why I'm joining the two together with some questions to make the email inbox not so empty says uh, andre this time you don't have to answer them twice as you did with my football photography questions in epi- look in episodes 248 and 256 who was counting <laughs> kev almost gave the same answers to my question in each of the shows that's because uh, andra um we just play back a tape uh, and, I remember that. I remember thinking, I'm sure we've had this question before. I know, but some it's the same thing, Kev, isn't it? That you think, have I had this conversation with somebody or did we do it on the show? Mm. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that, that watches films just to spot mistakes. It's his hobby. Yeah, He should probably get out more. But, um, There's a whole Facebook community about that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's a continu- uh, what does he call it? Continuity, continuity errors. Continuity er- errors. And he yeah. wa- watches things like, I think he picks some stuff out of Skyfall where in one scene somebody's got a red coloured tie on and then you change camera and they've got a blue coloured tie on or something like that. Mm. Kev, Kev almost gave the same answers to my questions in each of the shows. Entertaining, at least for me, but very helpful answers, n- nevertheless. I yes. bought myself the 70 to 140, as Kev recommended both times. I am loving it. Questions. Yes. There are three. 
let's get them done, then I'll delete this email and we won't be in danger of doing it twice. <laughs> in addition to the X-T4, I also own an X-Pro2, which developed a buggy mechanical shutter. It locks up somehow and I get an error message to turn the camera off and back on. It started with long exposures, but now it locks up every time. Every time? Electronic shutter works fine. Should I spend money on a new shutter? How much in question with a question mark? Or should I just use the electronic shutter and be happy? I'm not taking that many pictures of rotating propellers anyway. I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, the the cost of repairing an X Pro 2, if Fujifilm even would do, do anymore, that still, yeah. you, you could probably get a secondhand X Pro oh, 3 for that. Yeah. Um, but I would say if you're not shooting that many with it and the electronic shutter is fine, um, the only thing with the electronic shutter of that generation Fujifilm cameras was that you would often see, you know, the, um, the, the uh, what they call it, the um, rolling shutter effect, the banding mm. kind of thing, mm. which is what he's referring to with the the idea of the helicopter yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. blades. Yeah. So, you know, if it's, if it's pretty much static stuff, then your electronic sh- shutter will be fine with the X-Pro2. So yeah, I just stick with it. Or go, yeah. or go to MPB. Yeah, or get a second-end X Pro Three. They'll yeah. sort you out. Question two: Is put or here or my big five O birthday is coming up later this spring? Maybe I should wish for money to buy myself a new camera. If you could confirm for me that there will be an X Pro Four coming up, that would make it a much easier decision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can confirm that one, can we, Kev? I honestly, genuinely, genuinely have no, no Scooby Doo. No, I would love no. an X Pro Four to be yeah. on the horizon, but I, I literally no idea myself personally. Well, I don't. You might have an idea, Neil. I don't know. Well, you've got about as much chance of knowing as I have. <laughs> well, I, I know of one project, but it's not an X Pro Four. You're going to Japan next week, so couldn't you just sort of could you tap up a few of the R&D guys and say, chance of an X Pro 4, really would like one. I'll say, I won't tell anybody, but can you let me know if an X Pro 4 is ever going to turn up? They'll look at me with dewy eyes and not tell me the answer. Yeah, Or they'll just say, we We shall consider. consider." No, I honestly, I literally have no idea. Um, Often you see, you know, there's rumour sites and like Fuji rumours and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he he seems to have the the inside knowledge from pretty much everywhere. And as far as I can tell, there's nothing on there but X-Pro4s or anything. So, No, I've not seen anything. No, nah, who no. knows? Who knows? Question three. With my X-T4, I also got the 16-80 to F4 lens um, that I have a love-hate relationship with. Not quite happy with the pictures it produces, but the zoom range is ideal for much of my photography. After purchasing the 70 to 140, well, it's a bit of a different size. I was surprised. I, I was surprised how much sharper this lens is compared to the 1680. Have I got a bad 1680, or is there a big difference between these two lenses? And if I'm approach, uh, if I'm to approach the dealer about the 1680 not being so sharp, what do I say? Well, number one. 70 to 140, I think, is a sterling lens, and it is sharp. You've used it a lot, haven't you, Kev? I don't have one anymore, but when I I married it actually with the X Pro Two for a while, and the, and the, and, the, and it was a it was a marriage. It was well, it wasn't a best place marriage because the balance of an X Pro Two just felt a bit wrong. It always feels to me like an XT lens, not an X Pro lens, really. But the 1680, I have no, I've not used. Have Have you got? Is it in your cupboard of doom? No. What was the other one? The 70 to... 70 to 140. 
Oh, no, it should be the 50 to 140, surely. Were we saying 70 to 140 all the way through? Surely he means 50 to 140, doesn't he? I think he probably means yeah. the 50 to 140, yeah. So Rewind that all the way. Every time you heard me say 70, I meant 50. Yeah, <laughs> so the I wouldn't, uh, I don't have the 16 to 80. I do have the 16 to 55, is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, sixteen to fifty-five. That's the that's the one I've got on the camera here. That one is, is that one the? Yeah, that's the f two point eight one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so so that's what I was going to say. The sixteen to eighty is f four. It's not a you know it's a, it's it's not one of the what they call it the um, C lenses. Oh, God, my, it's too early. Should we tell people that it's like four o'clock in the morning? When yeah, we're, we're doing this early because Kev's got so many appointments today. <laughs> anyway, it's it's not it's one of the the, the premium lenses. However, yes. it is an F four lens and an F four lens. You mean an XF lens? Are you talking about XF? It is an XF rather than an XC. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what you mean, isn't it? It's a the the, the an F 4s uh, an F four range yes. over sixteen to eighty. I don't think will will stand up to like a two point eight sixteen to fifty five, for example. No. But Certainly not in terms of the 50 to 142.8 because that longer zoom, if you like, or the um, the drop-off, the... Uh, the um, Don't mention the drop-off. The drop-off is <laughs> is it's going to appear sharper anyway just because of that depth of field difference. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a cheaper lens, the 16 to 80. The six, um, 16 to 55 is more expensive because it's 2.8, obviously. I mean, I, yeah, I... 16 to 80 is not a range that I would, I would have kind of have bought. I would, have, I'm, yeah. I'm 16 to 55, but it's like half the price. So yeah, yeah. essentially, I don't I haven't got, I haven't got a clue about the answer. No idea. Sorry, but you, you, you waffled very well around it. I did. I did. I, I reckon. I, I reckon. Success. I reckon. Andre put in 70 to 140 to catch us out on purpose. Yeah. And you managed. Well done. He says. Yeah. P.S. When you do a European tour, make sure you come to Bergen. Well, there we go. There's the in- that's the official invite, Kev. Yeah, the European tour in Bergen. I love Norway. Um, On the Winter Olympics there once, weren't they? Yeah. Well, Lily Lillehammer. Are you supposed to say it with a slight dance in your voice, aren't you? Um, I've been to the. Um, uh, I did a wedding there actually in Lillehammer. Uh, I think it's one you couldn't do actually, Kev. I think I went to Norway instead of you. I think. Yes. Yeah. Very likely. I've done two in Norway. I enjoy Norway. Yeah, I love Norway, and it's. Uh, uh, I went to Lillehammer and I went up the um, uh, the uh, where they have the ski jump. I went right up to the top. I mean, it was it was it was it was it was grassed over. I mean, it was no snow the time of year I went, so it was a bit surreal looking down this ramp. But I tell you what, you've got to have kahunas of steel to throw yourself off the top of one of those. I looked down. That was where the Winter Olympics were, and I thought, God, dear, all those people that take the rise out of of Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Uh, mm. I had a whole new respect for Eddie after mm. looking down that ramp. Even the, pra- oh, the practice one or the slightly shorter one, that looked frightening enough. I loved that film about him. Yeah. I think it was just called Eddie. Or yeah. maybe it was just called The Eagle. I don't know. Anyway, the film about him. It was Brilliant. very good. Right. Uh, Facebook. You're, I'm going to delete that. I'm not sure the sound effect will come across on a You press. said there was three questions. That was. One was about the X-T4. Oh, right. Yeah, Two yeah, was yeah, about yeah. his birthday. Three was yeah. about the 16 yeah. to 80. So can I... Fair enough. Can Fair I pre- enough. Right. Well, before can I press I my- d- delete? Here we go. Before I do my next question, I'm just going to say thank you to our most recent tourists, mm-hmm. patrons. Um, we have Rob Brand, Richard Kunz, Tim Yates, Thomas Moore, 
Gurmeet Singh Daniel. Thank you very much for um, supporting us on Patreon. And those who are on Patreon, every other Monday, when there's not a main show, we'll get a Patreon pop-up show, all of their own, to listen to with all the other patrons people. And also, I'd like to mention Pick Time. Pick-time.com, who are our amazing sponsors. I've, um, I, I, of, of late, I've been sending out, because it's that time of year, Kev, I've been sending out a lot of gallery URLs to people to show weddings that I've done at particular venues. And uh, it's always great to have, I mean, it's practically like a website you're sharing with them because of the, the way that PickTime allow you to, to show your wares, show your pictures. Um, that it feels really good to be able to send out a gallery to somebody and say, well, here's a wedding I shot, you know, a year ago or two years ago at this particular venue you're, you're getting married at. Pick, pick time is just a great way to, um, to, to display your pictures after you've shot a job. But it's not only used for wedding and portrait photographers or by wedding and portrait photographers. It's used by, by many other kinds of photographers, wildlife, landscape photographers, to to, to um, show their pictures and where they've been, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things. The one thing that I want to um, point out about uh, PickTime over the last month is that they have sent out an amazing update to their app. And it's ama- not only is it amazing for clients, but it's also amazing for the photographers. So you can just log onto your app. Uh, let's say you want to post something on Instagram, log onto your app, go to the relevant gallery, download the image, boom, into Instagram. Um, email, create a gallery, all of that stuff. The app has has moved into the 21st century. Are we still in the 21st century? I think we are, Kev. When, I don't think you and I are going to make the 22nd <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we might do. Yes, so the app, that is something that a lot of people have been been waiting for, and they've they've obviously spent a lot of time developing that. So well done, Pick Time. And it's, yeah. It is actually very, very, very good app. For example, I have all of my weddings that I've ever shot, all bar, couple, from the very first year, yeah. on my Pick Time gallery. So I, in my little pocket... I have uh, ability to go to every single wedding image or well, portrait and my commercial stuff as well, picture wow. that I've ever delivered to a client and just drag it onto my phone and do something with it if I wow. wish. So you're, you're telling me that um, you've got every single one of your weddings on there now. I, I didn't do that. When I when I went from the other one that I had, well, I can say it, when I went from Zenfolio to pick time, I didn't take all my weddings across. And there is a way of doing it. You can pay, it's a couple of dollars, isn't it, per wedding or something? Yeah, so I, I paid uh, pick time to actually do that for me. Yeah. So they, they've got a service. I think it's, it's a dollar a gallery or something. Yeah, something like that. Where you tell them where your old galleries are, are located and they just do the magic and bring mm. them all over to yeah. pick time. So I did that, yeah. I think it's cheaper if you're on the higher plan. But yes, anyway, they will do it for you. Thank you, pick-time.com. I know I say it like that, but I want it to be easy for you to find. If you go there, make sure you put in um, the uh, the code FUJICAST, all in uppercase, and you'll receive a month free. Right, Kev, Facebook. Yeah, what about it? It's your, it's your question. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was another question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, doing, I was changing something on my website. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you joined us. Every single time for these is I'm just playing chess. I'm watching something on YouTube. I'm, is, I'm doing my website. I'm on the loo. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, well, yes, I do have a couple of moves to play in chess. Uh, anyway, I uh, this so this is from when we first opened up the new questions um, post on Facebook, which I promised to do on New Year's Eve. Um, and we had a flurry. And I haven't done all of those flurries yet. So this is from Jude LJ. And uh, she says, hello, Kevin, Neil. I hope you've both had a lovely Christmas. <laughs> Mine was fantastic, thanks. When was that? Uh, How many years ago was that? February's moving on nicely, Jude. God, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Which, which lens do you think would be best to photograph CrossFit? CrossFit. Uh, and in brackets, very low light, fast movement. Right. I can usually get fairly close to the athlete, but I think the 50 millimeter could be too close and heavy. Is the 23 mil 1.4 a fast focusing lens or maybe the 33? I have an X-T2 and an X-T3. Thank you. And happy new year. Well, I, I was instantly going to go for 23 because I, I think that's going to be whippier focus than... Uh, than, than the 50 you might disagree with that but then you have experience of the 33 as well and you might say oh this this is a good option i'd go 18 probably would you eight, is that just mil. a little bit too close well you can step take one step back got no. options haven't you then yeah. you can get more than one crossfitter in <laughs> Cross step back a bit step closer you don't have to be that close that's true yeah, yeah I, I would definitely do the 18 i would feel you? like that would tell more of a story in that that scenario Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, things like the 23 and 33 will have more depth of field ability. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be all over the 18 if I was doing CrossFit. You love um, that 18, don't you? Although CrossFit is very early in the morning, generally, isn't it? And and, and I look enviously at those people. Do you? Yeah. I look yeah. at them and I think they're fit and I'm cross. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the day, Kev. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. 2nd of March is coming up. It's uh, only a couple of weeks away now, Kev. And we've got our big do, the big do. Never mind about going to Bergen. Bergen, come to us. Um, We're at the House of Photography in London's Covent Garden. There are still some tickets left. Uh, Not many. Not many. There are four speakers. There's Mr. Whisper, who will be talking. His workshop is about about street photography. So Mr. Whisper, who is a Fujifilm ex-photographer, ambassador. Uh, Then you've got the latest ex, the one to join. We've got Emily Renier, who is... Uh, no, Emily Renier's speech is... Or, or her t- speech, her talk, her workshop, is not necessarily about wedding photography and portrait photography, although that will be in there, Kev. It's, uh, there's a bit more to it, isn't there? Yeah, she's going to talk about her journey. She, she's... Um, I think she started shooting professionally, I don't know, maybe four years ago, something yeah. like that. Uh, she's talking about her journey into uh, weddings, but day-in-the-life stuff as well. Family, her family photography is amazing. Um, and that kind of journey across the way. She used to be a teacher as well, so I think there might be blackboards and pens and (laughs) that kind of stuff. We might have to sit on little tiny chairs around little small tables. We should be handing out punishments. Little quarter bottles of milk. Oh, Um, oh, God, remember those, Kev? Drinking milk at school, what? I used to love that. No, it was horrible. It was... Don't let the kids have milk. I know Mrs Thatcher got rid of it, but uh, honestly, it was warm, Kev. It was horrible. Oh, well, I weren't where we came from. It was always cold in Newport. Was it? No, though, I think they stuck it in so... Oh, it was horrible. It was like, ooh, it was like yogurt. Anyway, so yeah, Emma, Emily, Emily will be handing out detentions as she does her workshop. Then there's you, Kev. What are you talking about? Uh, I am going to be talking about business and social media and client acquisition yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, then uh, I, I'm doing a talk as well. Mine's wavering actually, Kev, because yes, I'm going to do something about sound. Sound actually, of late, of the last two, we haven't really had a chance to chat about this, but the last two weeks. Uh, uh, the photo films that I did that were the mainstay, well, my USP for so long, I, I was trying to do a few less of them. Um, but it, it seems that they're a really important sales thing for my business and still a USP. So I will talk about USPs for when you 
are doing your wedding meetings or your portrait meetings because it works for both and how Im- how important it is. But also, when I say wavering, it was because I, I saw some stuff and had some ideas while I was in the Gambia, which um, I've sort of been writing up and I, I want to share. So uh, there's four works. It's four workshops, Kev, basically, isn't it? Um, yeah, and a whole lot more, of course. So um, should there be anything uh, new announced on the, <laughs> I think the X Summit, the Fujifilm X Summit has been announced for the 20th of February in mm. Tokyo. They generally have something to say. So should there be anything that is announced <laughs> then? Yeah. Um, I'm sure that Andreas and his uh, merry crew of wonderful workers at the House of Photographers yeah. Of photography, we'll uh, we'll talk say, to you about yeah. those, and, and maybe you'll even be able to. What do they call it? Try them, uh, order them, whatever. Anyway, whatever comes, maybe there. Um, but Andreas will certainly be giving us a little uh, little chat about the inside workings of uh, stuff. Isn't it, isn't it called a playing a fiddle or something? <laughs> what doing what? <laughs> play, no, that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh no, a touch and try. <laughs> playing a fiddle, right? <laughs> Is it your turn on Facebook or is it my turn? I think it's my turn, isn't it? Your turn, yep. Paul Bartlett. Afternoon, gents. Oh, well, depending upon what time of day you're listening to this. Uh, Still dark. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, uh, you're on a different time uh, zone in Malmesbury, aren't you? Yeah, firstly, go, go go slow zone. That's it. I like I liked, by the way, GMT um, in uh, where I was in in Africa. They called it Gambia Maybe Time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the world works. I like that idea. Firstly, it sounds very much like southern Spain. It, yes, it does. Firstly, a huge thank you to Kevin for the incredibly kind words he had to say about my latest book, Uplooker. Absolutely, mm. it meant the world to me. Thank you. Secondly, you really should have a postal address for Neil on the site too. I feel bad he never gets books and would, <laughs> lo- and lo- would love to send a copy his way. It's weird reading a mail about yourself. I feel like sending a second copy to Kev's studio address will result in Neil still having no copies. You, you're right, Paul, because what he'll do is he'll sell it. Uh, my, I've never sold a photo book. <laughs> my question today is about smoke and weather sealing. I'm looking at some possible opportunities photographing the remarkable work our local fire service do here in Australia. Wow, what a project. Do you know if the weather sealing on Fujifilm cameras and lenses will help protect my gear from smoke damage? It's not something I've given much thought to until now. I appreciate the advice, inspiration, and as always, the laughs from uh, from Paul. Shameless plug, he says, there are still some copies of my book available at paulcharlesbartlett.com. Should we put that link on the web on the web page? I think yeah, we and we do. If you only have should. to go back a few episodes to that book review, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, it is an amazing book. Yeah. Uh, on the on the smoke and weather sealing, um, I used the X100 uh, V a lot while I was away in the Gambia. We went to some markets where there was, um, I've still got the smell on my clothes now, where they were smoking fish. Uh, and actually, I went into one, um, now this is a sealed unit, so obviously it's going to be okay, isn't it, Kev? But I went into to one kitchen well, honestly, it had two. It was a school kitchen. It had two small serving hatches out to the uh, to the sand field behind it, and uh, inside this building there were one, two, three, four, I think there were four. There were there were four big pots, all, all uh, with black beans in them that they were serving to the kids for their for their nutritious lunch, and it was all being done on wood fired. It was all, all being done wood fired. So the smoke in there, Kev, was oh, and the camera absolutely fine. Um, but then that's a sealed unit, isn't it? What happens when you when you start to to take in your I don't know what's you got an XT something with a fifty six mil say? Yeah, I, I personally I would probably say 
it will be all right as long as you're not changing the lenses, you know, with yeah. all the smoke wiggling it around you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, smoke can be very corrosive, can't it? You know, if yeah. you see the damage of on windows from smoke, you know, if there's a fire in a house or something, and the windows yeah. often are blackened and charred. So, but you're yeah, not I'm, taking it that close to the flames, I would hope. Well, no, I assume I assume not. But you know, it's I suppose it's a consideration. I've never yeah. I've never thought about it. So, uh, yeah, don't know. Don't get too close. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it'll be all right. That's our top advice. Don't get too close. But your I mean, weather sealing is important. Rain, rain, torrential rain. Um, or, you know, if you're working with a fire service, there's going to be some water f- um, flying around, isn't there? What, what well, about- it is. But also always remember that weather sealing is not the same as weatherproof. It's not, it's not waterproof, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's going it, to, it will do its best and it will, it will protect you from most things. But, you know, if you, for example, if you drop a camera in with a lens on it that are weather sealed in a, yeah. in a bucket of water, eventually, you know, drop it in quickly and pull it out, probably fine. We'll stop the ingress, but, you know, leave it in there probably will seep in eventually. Do you remember years ago I made uh, the X-T3 film I made? And I think I... There was something at the, at the time... Somebody at Fujifilm may have told me this, that uh, the weather ceiling was that good you could drop it in a bucket of water. And I, I, I said I'd drop it in a bucket of water and then I got cold feet at the last minute. I thought, I'm not dropping my brand new X-T3 in a bucket of water. I wasn't quite sure whether it really was. I dropped my X-100 to the bottom of the swimming pool. Oh, you did actually, didn't We've you? We've mentioned that a lot, so yeah. I won't mention it again. But no. there you go, I did. It which, still works. Which one was it? X-100? X-100S, I think. Oh, right, it might be the original one. I don't well, know. Anyway, well, one ago. of them. Right, there we go. Paul, all sorted. And Paul Charles Bartlett, with two Ts at the end, dot .com is the place to go uh, if you would like to get that book. Uplooker. Kev, Facebook. John Almonte. Nice name says. When do you think internal GPS will make it to Fujifilm cameras? Don't know. We shall consider. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's obviously elements of that in terms of you can connect it to the app, and if you're connected to your app, it will you know you can you can get your GPS information it's on a, the images. Yeah, um, it's a pain but, connecting to an app, isn't it? I was having this conversation with a photojournalist who gone from maybe uh, Canon 5D4 to, uh, I think, to the R5, I think. And he was saying one thing they took away was GPS, which for him as a photojournalist traveling the world was a really important thing to have in camera. He said, I can't be bothered to use an app and then to download the app information. And it's just not as user-friendly, is it? I would guess the reason that Canon did that is probably for battery life. I don't know. Yeah. But I would say that they can then, you know, proclaim a longer battery life on the newer camera because yeah. obviously having internal GPS will and it's having it switched yeah, on yeah, will affect yeah. the battery yeah, life, yeah. Uh, you know, and and, the, and that probably makes sense because the amount of people who would need internal GPS is probably reasonably small. Um, of course, you can get a GPS attached memory card um, or, yeah, you, I mean, the app, the, the Fujifilm app these days is amazing. You can just switch it on and it will automatically pair and it just works. Never used to work as well but it just works these days so you can do it that way whether you will ever see one internally i don't know um i just like like with the canon story there i guess that there's probably too few people as much as a good um uh technology a good oh what's the word neil application yeah that'll do as well as much as it's a good application i don't know if there would be enough people for them to to kind of affect battery life for everybody I suppose it's really, I mean, uh, not I suppose, I know it'd be really good for landscape photographers to know exactly 
where you made a, an image, if you want to go back and do a similar thing during a, a different part of the year where you've got different weather, that would be quite a useful tool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, you can just write it down, can't you? You know, would a landscape photographer prefer to have a battery that can last another half a day? Yeah, true. Or, or, or you know, know the, cheap, know the coordinates of where they were sat? Very good point, Kev. Andre, I mean, let's face it, most landscape photographers just sit on their butt all day, don't they, and wait. <laughs> Kev, careful. And then <laughs> and then just press the button when the time's right. Is that, <laughs> is that your summarisation um, of, uh, of what a landscape photographer does? And I tell you what, it sounds a wonderful way <laughs> of being a photographer. It does. Brilliant. I like the way that the world slows down when you watch a really good landscape photographer, you know. Put the tripod down. Make sure you got the head exactly. You know, you got to get the spirit level out. Haven't you all used the spirit that's on the tripod? Sit down, have your sandwiches. Then put the <laughs> camera on. Sit down, have another sandwich. It does sound a wonderful way, doesn't it? Yeah. But anyway, um, Andreas Noah has written to us. My dear Kev. Oh, that's nice. And dear Neil. Unfortunately, oh dear, I don't like a letter that starts like this. I can't attend your event in London on March the 2nd. Reason is that I'll be visiting London in late April already and coming over from Germany would not fit into my travel budget or to my wife's liking. What do you think's the one that's leading the, uh, the reason here? <laughs> During my visit to London, I would like to spend some time looking for photography books. Is there a special place you would recommend for looking at uh, a larger selection of books in your capital? Of course, any other hint for visiting London and having a few days by myself for photography would be great on top of the ones you provided already in past Fujika shows. I've noted down a lot of things. Uh, I hope you'll do a London event in 2025 again. I'd definitely be there. I don't know, Andres. I mean, this is like a one-off offer. One-off offer? Um, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of books, I know you're going to come up with an idea, Kev. But in terms of places to visit, I know it's obvious, but if you don't come to London very often, uh, the Photographer's Gallery is a place you must go to. There's always something to see in there. And also go to the Portrait Gallery because there's photography in there as well. Yeah, and, and the port and the uh, Photographer's Gallery is is probably your best bet for photography books as well. They've got a huge section oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you'll, you'll find pretty much everything you need in there. Uh, uh, if you want a more kind of um, uh, kind of wandering aroundy type way, just head to Charing Cross Road. Oh yeah, um, the south end of Charing Cross Road. There's a whole load of old bookstores there, um, and then across kind of Soho, um, Chinatown. That that link road between there is there's there's loads of old bookshops, secondhand bookshops. You might find some good stuff in there. Um, I love kind of pottering around there and um, foils actually foils, foils on on um, it's still there I think on Chancross Road Road the bookstore they have a huge photography department section well, as well foils when you go to the portrait gallery that's at the bottom of um, of Charing Cross anyway isn't it yeah it yeah, is it's so on the corner of um, Charing Cross Road and um, Trafalgar Square isn't it. I'm just trying to look up what's on at the. Uh, I'm stuck in a. Oh God, I've got to accept all cookies, right? Uh, at the uh, Tate Modern because that's always a a great place to go. I know that's mainly about art, but you, you do find some photography stuff in there. Oh, and if you go to the Imperial War Museum, uh, we've given you a long list of stuff to do now. There's uh, there's a lot of photography in there that's worth seeing. 
Giles, my friend Giles has got five uh, pictures in there on constant display now. Mm. Yeah, I was um, I, when when we went there before. Um, well, during the Christmas holidays, um, we'd uh, we were doing some research for um, the boys' projects at school, and we got we were there ages. And I said, "No, nobody's going home till we've seen Giles's pictures." So I got this guy. Oh, can't we do it another time, Dad? Uh, I said, "No, no, we're all." And I, it, it 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 took about twenty minutes, so it wasn't long. But I found all of Giles's pictures. Uh, yeah, can we go home? I want a burger. <laughs> right, your. I think this will be the last question, Kev. Go for it. Right, last question. Okay, Owen Lister says, "Am I the only person who can't seem to fix their shutter speed to to the set limits in Aperture Priority on my XH2S? Seems pointless setting a limit if it goes out, even if it is to achieve exposure. Hmm. My old XT4 didn't seem to have this issue. Any advice or help? Be uh, ace. Well, Thanks. I, for a great show. Yada 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 yada." I've got the XH2S, and I can't say I've noticed that as a problem. No. So I suspect Owen is referring to setting these parameters in um, auto ISO, where yeah. you can yeah. say to the uh, camera, you know, don't don't go outside of it or set the minimum maximum yeah, yeah. shutter. That's exactly what he's talking about, yeah. Yeah. So it's always been the same. Would it been exactly the same on the X-T4 as well, Owen? Um, it's, it's essentially a recommended minimum shutter speed. Yeah. It's not a definitive minimum shutter speed. But it keeps it pretty well to it. Correct. It keeps pretty well, well to it, though, Kev, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it can do. Yeah. It will do. I mean, it will do if it's within the parameters. But, you, you know, it will never go outside of the ISO range. So it will never bust that. But if it physically can't get an exposure, remember, if you're using one of the auto modes, and aperture priority is an auto mode, you're basically handing over uh, the, the shutter and the ISO to the camera. It's... Uh, you're expecting the camera to, to get a good exposure for you. And if it physically can't do that with this minimum shutter speed that you set, then it will lower it. And that will manifest itself by showing it showing you the shutter speed in red on your um, LCD or your EVF. Um, but it will, it will do that. And it always has done that. And it makes sense for it to do that. If you don't want it to um, take control of the shutter speed, then you need to use shutter priority mm or you need to shoot it manually and then you'll you'll fix it. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been the same, always has worked like that, makes sense for it to work like that. Mm. No difference between XT4 and XH2S, unless Owen is on about something else other than auto ISO. I don't have an XH2S, so I don't know. No, I don't think he is. I think, I think what you've described is how it, how it works, Kev, how stuff works, which stuff is... Works. I've it, got that written on my arm. Yeah, you have, and so has Gemma. That, stuff that works. Is it on your, it's on your right arm, isn't it, I think? On my left arm. Or is it on your left? Ah, so yeah. in a Mr. and Mrs. contest on stage, we'd have failed. I have both my tattoos on my left arm. Well, my they... right arm is completely free. Ah, well, you know what you need to do on that one, which would be handy for as you grow older, Kev. Just put a little bingo card on there. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll always be sorted for whenever you need a bingo card. See? <laughs> stuff stuff what works. And that's it for that's it for this week. Um, the the way to, to um, there's more questions that can be answered, of course, when we do the when we do our, our, our event at the House of Photography in London on the second of March, Kev, uh, because that's a, a great opportunity to do a Q and A. I'm hoping Andreas will do one of his Q and As because he's really good at doing stuff like he that. He will, he will, yes. and we'll do lots of Q and A in in the pub afterwards. So, also. <laughs> that's right. You'll get slightly less dependable answers in the pub afterwards. 
Um, if you, yeah, in the shenanigans. Um, if you want to go to that event, Kev, tell us how you can. Go to my website, kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. Go to the workshop section, which is in the menus, and you'll see it. It's there. It's very obvious. Don't we have a link through on the uh, Fujicast website as well? Yeah, of course. There's a link there as well. But you, you don't buy the tickets there. No, 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 no. It just link you straight to Kev's site. Just in case you're thinking, how do I get to Kev's site? I know you know how to get to Kev's site. Uh, right, keep those questions coming in. Send them to, by email, click at fujicast.co.uk. Or you can uh, go to the Facebook page, look for the pinned post at the top and join in there. That's it, Kev. You've got a long day ahead of you today. I know. Yeah. You're off to the smoke. I'm off to that there, London. Yeah, you can, you can check Yeah, you can check if, uh, if uh, what was the question that we had? If, 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 if you're smoke-proof with your cameras, because <laughs> you're off to the smoke. Have a good day, Kev. And uh, see, see you next week. Bye-bye. The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.